Welcome back to another devotional in the book of Proverbs. We are on day 26, Proverbs chapter 26, which is so crazy to think that after today, we only have five days left in the book of Proverbs for the Proverbs challenge. So I hope that this time in God's word every day has helped you to better know Yahweh and to apply Yahweh's wisdom to your life. I'm praying that's true for you. Today, we will look at the fool and we will see how they should be given no glory at all and how these proverbs are just useless to them until they give their lives to Christ. So if you've already prayed on your own and if you've already read Proverbs chapter 26 on your own, then let's dive in. Let's read our passage for today as we get an inside look of the reality of fools. Proverbs chapter 26 verses 1 through 12. Like snow in summer and like rain in harvest, so glory is not fitting for a fool. Like a sparrow in its flitting, like a swallow in flying, so a curse without cause does not come to pass. A whip is for the horse, a bridle for the donkey, and a rod for the back of fools. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you yourself also be like him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. He cuts off his own feet and drinks violence, who sends words by the hand of a fool. Like the legs of which hang limb on the lame, so is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Like one who binds a stone in a sling, so is he who gives glory to a fool. Like a thorn which goes up into the hand of a drunkard, so is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Like an archer who wounds everyone, so is he who hires a fool or who hires those who pass by. Like a dog that returns to its vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. The verse fool here appears in every verse except verse 2. So this is obviously the focus of this passage. And verses 1 through 3 act as an introduction on this passage of fools. Um, so let's look at it. Verse 1 highlights that glory is unfitting for a fool. Because as we'll see later on, giving a fool glory will give him some sort of social standing, which is eventually and will potentially be dangerous. Verse 2 highlights that something bad, a curse, uh, is unfitting for someone good, an innocent person. And finally, verse 3 highlights that something bad, a rod, is in fact fitting for someone bad, a fool. So this force of a rod restrains fools from their own folly and urges them to leave their path of foolishness and of wickedness and to try to lead them back to wisdom, to a path of righteousness, to pursue what is good. So verses 4 through 5 continues on with this and tells us what a fool does deserve, what they do in fact deserve. But at first, it seems as though these verses contradict each other. Verse 4 says, do not answer a fool. But verse 5 says, answer a fool. But in fact, these verses do not contradict each other at all. No scripture contradicts itself. We see rather that it shows us when to speak and when not to speak. There is a time 
for both. Okay, so let's look at verse 4. Verse 4 warns us that we will become like a fool if we respond to their insults with our own insults. It is in this case where we do not answer and we must keep our mouths shut. It would be better for us to not speak. 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some consider slowness, but is patient towards you, not willing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. We should be patient in the same way. Verse 5, continuing, on the other hand, it encourages us to speak up to foolishness. When we see foolishness, the ones who are truly wise should speak up and not just sit back and ignore and tolerate foolishness. Rather, we should point out foolishness and reject it. We do this in order to stop it from being spread to others and it will eventually just be dangerous to other people, their foolishness. Now, verses 6 through 10 are the body of this passage on foolishness and describes to us why honor and glory is unfitting for fools. Verse 6 tells us how dangerous it is to hire a fool to communicate uh, for us. It is as deadly as drinking poison. Verse 7 tells us in a very interesting way that it's practically useless to feed Proverbs to a man who is just so morally corrupt. It's just useless. It's like a lame person who has legs that don't work and they just hang there. The person has their legs, but they are useless to them. The legs carry no weight and get the person nowhere. So it is also useless to put Proverbs in the mouth of a fool. Verse 8 addresses the person who gives glory to a fool. It's this image of a fool hurling a deadly stone around his own head instead of shooting it in order to protect them. That is how useless and ridiculous it is to give glory to a fool. What should have protected you has now become danger to you. Again, verse 9 is basically saying that a proverb which should bring healing actually brings wounds when in the mouth of a fool. And in verse 10, we see that the fool is no good for any work. If one were to hire a fool, they would be bringing themselves a very dangerous person. These verses just show us over and over again the danger and corruption of fools. And my mouth is getting tired of saying the word fool, fool, fool. But this is the theme of this passage. How we become foolish if we bring any honor or glory to fools at all. Finally, in our conclusion, verses 11 through 12, we see that the fool is incapable of saving himself, but that there is hope even for him. Verse 11 describes a fool like a dog who is just so unaware and helpless that he just returns back to his own vomit over and over again. And this is funny to me because as a kid, I would always burn my hand on the stove, okay? I just wouldn't think. I would just put my hand on the stove without checking or acknowledging that there is a burning fire under the stove. And every time I would burn my hand severely and scream and my dad would come over and say, when will you learn to check if the stove is hot? 
You just keep burning yourself over and over again. It's just foolishness, Terrell. And uh, it really was foolishness. But as of late, the tables have turned for my dad. And for some reason, he keeps putting very hot foods into his mouth without cooling it down. And he always burns his mouth. And so I'm saying to him, Dad, when will you learn to cool down your food before you put it in your mouth? How the turntables. Um, so this is the same for the fool, right? They are just incapable of saving themselves. They just are, are repeating their own folly over and over again, going back to their own uh, foolishness. But in verse 12, we see that there is hope. And the hope is this. Fools will always be fools until they surrender their life to Jesus Christ. Right? We know this. We say this over and over again, but it's true. Until they surrender their lives to Jesus Christ, without Christ, people are stuck in this endless cycle of foolishness. They're just unable to break from their foolishness. But God sent his only son to die on the cross for our sins so that we might come to know the one true wise God so that we can escape from our foolishness that leads to eternal death and instead have our eyes opened to wisdom and receive eternal life. All you must do to break from your foolish cycle, to stop putting your hand on the hot stove, or to stop going back to your own vomit, is to put your faith in Jesus Christ and repent from your sins. If you are already a Christian, then this chapter serves as a reminder to not go back to our foolish ways that were just so uh, dumb, but to instead fix your eyes on Jesus and give him only the glory and honor he deserves. We don't want to be fools, right? Uh, so let's fix our eyes on Christ this week and just seek his wisdom. That's Proverbs 26. I'll see you tomorrow for Proverbs chapter 27.